Did you ever own any um, Birkenstocks? No. Jesus cruisers? Mm-mm. Oh, so you really are not a lesbian? No. Nowhere near queer? I, you know what? I'm not gay enough. I try sometimes, but it's just not. No, I'm not. I'm I'm only an ally. It's not it's not just only. Well, I am an ally in some circles. Okay, are you a fruit fly? What does that mean? Wow. Welcome to episodio three. <laughs> episodio tres, where we talk about pride. Happy Pride! Happy Pride Month, Cat. I would say that the folks I have in my life that are in the lgbtq world have just come about organically like i just love them as humans and so we hang out i mean i don't think i'm like you know what i need in my life another gay damn it yeah that's not happening well in episode 3 we are doing fam fam pride a little bit yeah we're also gonna be talking about stereotypes in movies um two specific ones because i think you and i have Pretty different relationships to um, Blood in, Blood Out, Bound by Honor, and Mi Vida Loca. And then in segment three, we're going to be talking all things Danny Trejo. (gasps) Danny Trejo, yeah. First things first, let's talk pride. So you aren't, you've never been a fruit fly, like you haven't had like the one gay that you've been around for so long that you go to the bars together, you do the makeup together, you do the things and the stuff. No. Okay. You're the only gay that I take to the bar. (laughs) And we do not do makeup together. (laughs) I don't do makeup. No. I tried. I really, really, really did try. I've given it a couple good tries in my life, and it just does not work out. It just doesn't. I would freak out if I saw you with makeup. I'm your main gay. You're totally my main gay. Okay, so... We also have different maybe relationships to the coming out and to family members who are gay. Mm-hmm. So you yourself are like the probably the straightest person I've ever met in my life, oh male my or female. Oh my gosh, why would you say that? Because you are. We need to discuss this. Well, I, on the spectrum of queerness, right? That's And that's how I look at it. Okay. Like there is a spectrum of which you... Um, maybe by curious at some points in your life or just bisexual or pansexual, but it's just kind of this, hmm. this just spectrum of mm-hmm. what it is because um, you can have an orgasm off of anything, your fingers, a dildo, whatever, right? So that doesn't make sexuality necessarily. It's also the bonding of which there is another human or humans involved. So that spectrum looks pretty varied for people so I have been with a male it was not um it was not something that I really enjoyed I had to think very hard about being in the moment or whatever to to be turned on and in that space he was thinking really hard too I'm (laughs) you're fired (laughs) by the way mom don't listen to this episode so I've been with a male. It didn't work out. I, and I knew from a young, young baby gata that my heart and my attraction was elsewhere. But all of society told me that I had to do this. Mm. And just to be clear, I think growing up today, there are a lot more queer on the spectrum people in social media, in media itself. And visibility is definitely different. Mm-hmm. 
back then, I mean, really, how many, how many queer characters can you think of that were on, on the so on on media? Oh yeah, that were outwardly like there were there was innuendo, but it wasn't outwardly said or demonstrated. No way. And the things that I remember the most that had the most positive examples of what gay was was on Golden Girls, mm-hmm. a show we both love. Love it. So and that was, but it was very much like um, those were white ladies who were accepting. Right. So we didn't see anybody who was brown like us who was accepting at all. Mm-hmm. And our religion, well, I shouldn't say our, predominantly Catholic Mexican religion and culture basically said you don't embrace that like you do and you don't there is this kind of like weird like i i love the gays except if it was my kid yes and and so coming out was a process and my father once told my brother like he he dropped the faggot bomb on him once because Mm. my my brother did something to his hair and Mm. that left a mark on me i was like holy shit i can't come out in this environment right and so it did take me a long time to come out yeah, I definitely remember in, in high school or just adolescence, some of the homies, you know, getting ear pierced or whatever. And that was that was the comment like you were the F word like that was. So absolutely. If you're truly having those thoughts and emotions, uh, probably not going to say it out loud, because if even that is bringing up the commentary, definitely. And again, very much in a Mexican Catholic culture that that was those comments were coming from I feel like such a grandma when and this is great I mean don't get me wrong this is absolutely amazing that our kids have a variety of friends and especially our girls they really my partner calls them um queer magnets because they have a lot of <laughs> they do they've got a lot of queer friends along the spectrum and that includes gender non-conforming um, non-binary friends Mm. which I think is outstanding. That was not a thing that, that we had. And so I'm like, old lady, like, you don't know what it was like. You kids have it easy with your pride parades. <laughs> I was telling you that my very first pride parade that I was a part of, which was in Albuquerque, and this was maybe in 98, maybe 97, it wasn't a parade per se. And maybe they had like an actual parade, but we were part of just a group of cars that was going from one place to like the main downtowny convention centery area where they were going to have tables and like the, mm-hmm. the parade or the pride booths and someone from a bus. Cause we had a, um, we had a pride flag that was attached to the vehicle that we were in and someone on the, on the public transit Albuquerque bus threw their bag of fruit at us mm. in a car. Like how, how shitty Dude, is you it? You gotta be really angry to throw a mango at a bus. Or a car like from a bus That's right a like lot. Uh, not to not to bus shame but like you in a bus and you're throwing shit at me <laughs> jeez damn that's some that's some deep-seated hate i i think you bring up an important point because i you know was not like you said there there was a lot of invisibility and i think unless you were truly Sorry. in that space you didn't know about, I didn't know about pride. I didn't know what that was for a very long time. And possibly up until, you know, there's been a lot of talk about it being capitalized upon for, from different companies, just trying to make a buck off of it. Um, People are a little bit upset that there might be a lot of law enforcement presence, like the organic roots of what it was intended to be as a movement, as a, 
a space for belonging um, has sort of lost its space. Okay, I can see that. You're not feeling that? No, well, I see it kind of in a different, like, light. So, for instance, my partner didn't come out late until later in life, like, much, much later in life. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, and I won't speak for her, but from what I understand, it was something that she had felt, but just, it didn't blossom until later in life, right? Mm-hmm. Unlike mine, which, like, kicking and screaming came the fuck out when I was in college. There was just no hiding it. That was, it was done. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... Not to say that we don't have adversity now, but the adversity when I was coming out was such that it, it kind of like, it melded the movement together a little bit more right? because there was a little bit more of, of that protecting one another because, mm-hmm. the, because we were the other. And now right. that it's a little bit easier, it's like the lines sh- um, have blurred a little with how comfortable we are how much we have to fight the complacency is probably higher Mm -hmm. like there are things that we still have to fight for and marriage was not the be-all end-all of the movement Mm -hmm. but it you know it's just evolved and changed and it's something that from a from my our generation perspective and definitely a pocha perspective because our borderland experience is definitely different than what it was in other areas where you couldn't even come out right but the evolution of where we are in rights, it just, it seems a little bit more complacent and there's not as much like huelga or, or, you know, m- movement. So more of a celebration than a protest? Mm, okay. To be fair, the last, since, since Trump has been in office, there is more of a protest. Okay. Mm-hmm. But That's for back. a while, like in Obama years, we, we kind of like surfed for a while. Like we had marriage and, right. and then a lot of people were like, we're done. But that wasn't quite the case, especially within the POC and transgender movements. Mm-hmm. Like they, they have never been done. They were the start. In, well, they were the start at the night of Stonewall, mm-hmm. right? right? Although there had been some other um, Stonewall-like uprisings in different parts of not just the U.S., but around the world. But for Stonewall, which is seen as like the the beginning of the modern LGBTQ POC alphabet soup movement, Mm -hmm. it was started by trans women, women of color, right? which we often gloss over. Mm -hmm. And they're still fucking fighting for that shit. Still. Still. Okay. So let's not... Let's not make this a complete, you know, downer. We're, we're in great places. <laughs> we're doing the things. Okay. So question for you. Um, how many, how many uh, Spanish ways to say gay do you know? One. Which one? The J word. The J word? Okay. So I was curious because. Yeah, I don't know any more than that. There's more? Yeah. Well, yes. I'm sure there's a million more. <laughs> but being pochas. Like, we really don't know a lot of them. Like, I can, I, I jotted down one, two, three, four. Wow. So, Mari Macha, Manflora. <gasps> Manflora. Oh, I knew two. <laughs> the J word. And Tortillera. Which, that one, I, that one had to be explained to me. Not going to lie. That's how pocha I was. That one had to be explained to me when I lived in L.A. Like, lesbians. Yeah. Like, you make tortillas. That's how they... Wow. <laughs> wow. Right? 
Con la mano caliente. Well. <laughs> and a little wet. <laughs> so the masa doesn't stick. <laughs> At this point, Mom, I hope you have turned down the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, all stereotypes. All stereotypes. I do want to just do a break in to say thank you, whoever's listening to Pocha Podcast, because this is our third episode. Woohoo! Episode yeah. three. We're still going and uh, appreciate it. And you can, on iTunes, uh, if you like what you're listening to, give us a review. Um, you can find us online as well. Uh, we have a Facebook site, Pocha Podcast. We have a website presence as well. And we're on Instagram. We are. As a matter of fact, hold on. We're going to pause quickly just to take a picture <laughs> so that we can post on Insta, right? Yes. Thank you for that pause. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Find us online. Write a review if you have a moment. Tell a friend. Like our page. All the things. All no, the things. Don't tell a friend. Tell your family. Tell your familia. Because there's probably a lot more of those than you have friends. And you know it. You know it. <laughs> Happy Pride. This is our June episode, episode three. And we're shifting gears from... Um, some stereotypes about pride to stereotypes in movies because summer is always blockbuster time mm -hmm. and there's always great movies that come out in the summer sometimes shitty movies that come out during the summer but it's the best time to go because everybody knows that when it's hot in the desert the one place you can go to chill is at a movie theater because their air conditioner works because their air conditioner no doubt will work mm -hmm. and we do have a cheap theater here though like less expensive And they do a special on for kids during the summer, which is like everybody just goes, they drop off their kids, and they're like, here's $2, bye. Yes, yes, two hours of freedom. So let's talk about it. Stereotypes and truisms, what's happening in the in the movies with, with our brown people? Okay, stereotypes, go. <gasps> Drug dealer. Gardener. Gang member. Um, 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 uh, maid. In prison. <laughs> Produce picker. Um, cook. Oh, I didn't put that one down. Cook. I'm out. I won? You won. So yes, there are stereotypes, but they're, they're based in a truth. They are based in a truth because many of our gente, those are the jobs they were because those are the opportunities that they've been given. That's what my father's mom did. She like, she planchette clothes and stuff like that. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the burrito lady's not out there because she, you know, is choosing not to use her law degree. Like, there's <laughs> there's a thing. So then where do we draw the line between showing, like, straight up, yes, this is what we do, and more, I don't want to say positive, because it, it, it makes it feel like those are, those are negative, which I think showing that work ethic is a positive, as a stereotype, yes, but is a positive. I need the burrito lady on a much higher frequency than I need an attorney. I'm just going to put that out there right there. <laughs> so stereotypes, yes, they exist. They exist for a reason. And one of the, one of the ones that, one of the movies that really, um, and, and I had mentioned this, we have different experiences with these two movies, but they also included these stereotypes, especially like the chola, cholo, gangstery, drug dealer kind of infused characters. Blood in, Blood Out, Bound by Honor, mm -hmm. and Mi Vida Loca, which were released the same year, 1993. Oh my gosh, 1993? I know. So Pula, yeah, I was going to say Pulitzer Kane. <laughs> Old lady status. Mm -hmm. So those two came out 
the same year, they are different, very gendered ways of looking at a very specific uh, type of LA folks, Mm -hmm. right? They're, they're from virtually, I don't want to say virtually the same part of LA. They're not, but Echo Park, Echo Park for, um, Mm -hmm. and I honestly can't remember where in, it looked like Highland Park in LA, which I used to live in. So mad props to Highland Park in LA. So what we'll start with your experience with it. Oh, okay. So it was a thing. Hang out, watch Blood and Blood Out. Um, Did you watch it in theaters? No. On Blockbuster, you know, VHS for sure. So definitely not in 93. So you would have had to have watched it. Were you still in high school? Mm, yeah still in high school watching blood and blood out i think i didn't watch me that look until later because i definitely had a less i mean i don't think the release was as big as like the quality of movie was that would be a b film for sure maybe that look i don't remember when it ever came out in the movie theater if it did but definitely watched it at home um and that was definitely more of a chick flick like the guys wouldn't want to watch that they would want to watch blood and blood out well, there was so much more violence in Blood In, Blood Out. Like when Miklo's back breaks, Ugh. I was... So, spoiler alert, shit. If you haven't yeah, watched wow. the first Gen first X... First of all, it's been over 30 years. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're making a sound all... But, yeah, you Gen X, you have to... You Certainly, you've watched it, right? And if you haven't, oh, yeah. what the hell? Write a passage. It's, right? Go go on to the Prime. No, it's not a Prime movie, but you can rent it there. Easy squeezy. You can actually even watch it in several different parts. Yes, I had to refresh my memory on YouTube. Mi vida loca, you can probably buy it for 10 bucks on Amazon. Just going to put that out there. Like five. Maybe less. Probably. Probably. So yeah, so there's going to be like a shit ton of spoiler alerts if you haven't seen it. And if you haven't seen it, really, we're giving you like bocha stink eye. Yeah. Yeah. As a pocha, that's like a rite of passage. For sure. But it's a rite of passage that I had that was completely different than yours. So let's keep going with you for right quick because I am fascinated. Why are you fascinated? Because you saw it so young. Oh. I didn't see it until college. Oh, yeah. And it was like a thing. People would call Wero Miklo. It was all about the nicknames. I mean, at the table, my friends, like we would be sitting with their family my ex-boyfriend at the table instead of like pass the salt pasa la lambre like just <laughs> quoting lines constantly from blood in blood out um and mi vida loca definitely was i mean chick flick in the way that it focused a lot on the female characters and it focused on their boy drama unfortunately again super gendered perspective it was early 90s give people a break but the representation was there it was people brown people people that looked like us there were low riders there were people in prison and you know it was it was representation that was not common at the time so even though it may have been negative stereotypes that were being represented uh, it was it was accepted it was it was well accepted it was um I don't know it it felt like somebody was listening it felt orgulloso for me for sure so for me growing up, so my father was a school teacher mm-hmm. and he had these expectations that we would never, ever become part of that life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had always been kind of afraid of the cholo chola, even though I grew up in a neighborhood that 
that was, I don't want to say chock full, but we definitely had a presence. It was around. Definitely. So I had mentioned that I, um, that I I played cello and that meant that I had to take it home. We, we weren't rich enough for me to be able to have one at the house and rent one from school. So I had to. super gangster to walk home with your cello. So uh, our, (laughs) I always used to tell people, it's like, it's a dead body. Wow. How how did that go over? Not very, like who was going to believe me Mm -mm. freaking 87 pounds sopping wet, 87 Mm -hmm. pounds with the cello sopping wet. Right. That was not going to, no one. You should have had a mural painted on the case. Dude. La sad girl on your (laughs) cello case. So I had, so my father would never let us be part of that, that lifestyle. Right. He would have kicked our ass more than he already did. Right. So one day, and so I was afraid of that. I was afraid of who they were and what that meant. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have like tight friends who were, I had some on the fringes, but we weren't like tight. Mm Mm-hmm. And one day when I was walking home with my cello from school and our school was a little bit on a hill and I tripped and fell uh, on the sidewalk with my cello. And the one person who came up and helped me was wearing khakis and he took off his flannel and he was wearing a wifey under and he dusted off my cello case with his with his flannel and picked me up and helped me out. Mm. And it was he was like he was like everything you would expect from just like spit out of blood and blood out. Mm-hmm. He was exactly that guy. I, I think part of the appeal for me and maybe people that I knew that also enjoyed those films was that it did focus on that code of respect. It focused on that loyalty, loyalty on the familia. It focused on, you know, we call it chosen family now. Like that's the new thing, but that was your hint those were your homies and that meant more than just like the dude i kick it with that's like i will take a bullet for this fool and that that was represented and it wasn't just the dickies it was like these are good people just trying to be loyal to each other showing respect to one another in a different way that maybe wasn't seen that way from a white perspective Right. Agreed. Agreed. And that was the the theme when I was writing out some notes for for um tonight. That was the theme for me from from both, but it was a different type of loyalty, but the theme was loyalty with both. So mm-hmm. one was the loyalty within your gang and within your hood and the different type of loyalty that you have with your siblings. So one of the siblings or one of the family members in uh, Blood and Blood Out ends up being a cop, a detective, right? And he goes undercover, Brent Benjamin Bratt whom, by the way, I thought was like the hottest male in the entirety of that movie. <laughs> um, his skin was like a beautiful brown toasted cocoa. It was whoa, like he was just, whoa. he was all the brown I wanted to be, but could never achieve <laughs> my skin tone. <laughs> um, and then Mi Vida Loca, which I, and here's an interesting queerness, mm-hmm. is I didn't, I did not f- find any parallel with that so much because of the way the chicks interacted with each other Mm. whereas I felt more like blood in blood out was more my thing like I didn't really even want to watch Mi Vida Loca at first because I was like it's a fucking chick flick Mm -hmm. just like you had mentioned Mm -hmm. that was not and that's still not my type of movie right I I do more the the masculine type violent um horror flick action movies that that's Mm -hmm. my that's more my thing so i i really really loved um 
blood in, blood out way more than I loved Mi Vida Loca. And mm. I, I, I prefer and have a deep appreciation for the loyalty that was in Blood In, Blood Out and the differences of loyalty that was in Mi Vida Loca where it wasn't, I mean, it was a loyalty, but the loyalty was more focused on sleeping with your best friend's dude and getting knocked up. Mm-hmm. And so there was, I mean, they were both loyalty. They were both gente that was both your, your, your homies, which now we call nicely your chosen family. <laughs> but... That wasn't as much what I could. And just for perspective, in my personal life, I had friends who they both had the same baby daddy and they were cousins. So this was not outside of my reality at all. This was definitely outside. Well, I shouldn't say definitely. This was outside of my close reality. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was some chicks that I know whose nickname was Snoopy. And there was one named Sunshine that she could totally fucking whoop our asses. But and we were she was great. It was because of her hair. (laughs) Seriously, her hair was like sun rays. That's why they called her Sunshine. But dude, she was like all sorts. I mean, don't get on her wrong side. And she was straight up chola like she would kick your ass mm. but she was cool like if you knew her she was cool and she was loyal in that way right and th- i think that's the whole thing is the whole don't judge a book by the cover i mean it's a way of dress it's a way of presenting yourself it dates back to all kinds of different things that we could go into but the truth is these are just folks these are just people good bad everything in between so i'm deeply appreciative that in our city we have it's called los amigos it's the gangster store. That's where I get my lokes. That's the only place I want to spend my money on getting lokes. I know I could probably buy like a 20 pack online, mm, true. but I love these people. I love walking in there and knowing that they're going to have the dickies that people use in my area, that they have the chopos, that they have the flannels, that they, and everything is oversized and they have my lokes. Every graphic tee with the virgin that you could possibly imagine. Raiders clothing, Raiders. Dallas Cowboys clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. So I'll definitely put my money there. And that's, I love it. And it's, it's because of those movies. If I wouldn't have watched those movies, I would have been, I would have been so, and yes, they were Hollywood representations. Yeah. And Cause I mean, of course, glorifying a little bit of some of the, the horrible things that can happen in gang life and horrible things that can happen in prison. And there was a little bit of that, but absolutely for the big screen, for the audience, romanticized that whole life definitely the only my only um thing that i would say that's like a complaint is miklo and his carnal um la blue blue eyes eyes. every time she opens her mouth i'm like stop talking (laughs) bad oh uh, at least if you're gonna pick the the actors to play these characters, you please. should maybe ch- like screen test their Spanish, please, first. Surely there was a real ch- Chicana out there with blue eyes. They didn't have to go find <laughs> yeah, I'm like, related to the her. flash dance chick. <laughs> like, no. Uh, there's a, one of my cousins is, um, is uh, half Mexican, half Polish. And she is straight up, if you look at her blonde hair, really light brown hair, and blue eyes and she does mm-hmm. not but her spanish is spot on mm-hmm. like if you were to look at both of or listen to both of us you'd be like the more brown one is pocha <laughs> exactly she's got her spanish down i like it but speaking of stereotypes and who was in blood and blood out but also in a lot of other movies as yes as a stereotype of himself mm-hmm. 
is Danny fucking Trejo. Que hay de nuevo Danny Trejo. I am so amazed by this guy. So I've started doing a little bit more digging and just listening to some different podcasts that he's been on, uh, kind of researching a tiny bit. And this guy is amazing. So if you don't know who Danny Trejo is just by the name... I'm going to cry. A, cat's going to cry. And B... You, he is the stereotypical guy, long hair, the kind of wiry mustache, light kind of hazel green eyes maybe, and the chest tattoo, right? He yes. never has a shirt on. Like, nope. dude, they don't give the Vato a shirt in any movie ever. Well, maybe Spy Kids. But anyways, <laughs> he's been in all kinds of films. He's been in um, Blood In, Blood Out, Mi Vida Loca, plus Machete, Dusk Till Dawn, Spy Kids. And he's going to be in the new, there's a Dora the Explorer movie coming out. Have you seen this? No. Well, I mean, I've heard about it, but he's going to be in it? He's in it. It's not, he's uh, the voice of Boots, the oh, monkey. Oh, okay. So he gets to be the voice of Boots. And it's real kids. Like, it's not an animated film. It looks Live pretty action. cute. Yeah, so Dora gets to, you know, be a real, a real girl. She gets an exploradora, yeah. But Danny Trejo is, I, I think he's taking over the world. I, I want him to take over Las Cruces. I want some of his donuts that didn't so, sound good. Yeah, he, wow. That was <laughs> Danny, not I want gay. some of your donuts. <laughs> not gay at all. That was not, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he has uh, Trejo Tacos. Mm. He's got Trejo's Donas mm. and he's got Trejo's Cerveza. Mm. So he's got catering going on. He's got he's got your tacos. He's got your azúcar. He's, he's got your cerveza. That's like everything you need bases to live. Bases covered. Bases covered. Why? Okay, it's so, all in California. So this just means road trip. Right? Or somebody send us some Trejo Cerveza. Uh, I, mean, I don't, I mean like the donuts and the tacos. I don't know that you could get that shipped well. Uh, you know what? I will give it a go. Okay. I will give it a go. He needs to. Okay. So this is this is my idea, Danny. If you're listening, so El Paso's known one. Well, one of its things that it's known for is Chico's Tacos. Mm-hmm. Open one of those up in Las Cruces, <gasps> so then it yes. would be like Danny's Chico's Tacos or some some sort of play on that. Yeah. And oh my God, yes. We need it. Winner, winner, trejo dinner. Yes, please. So and he. Uh, he does he's not just your stereotypical chicano that he plays on tv he truly came he was in san quentin for a long time right he has a tough history he was exposed to drugs and alcohol as a very very young person um was in that life and and just made some choices that ended him up in san quentin Uh, and he's very open about that he's very open about that life he's open about also finding a different path um his particular different path happened to include God and, and finding a way through that, which, you know, many people do. And, um, then he just started being in movies and different shows. And he is just that quintessential vato, right? Like he is your, the prisoner, the gang member, but in spy kids, he broke that what do you call it? Like a typecast, right? He was, he played a little bit of a different role where he was kind of a protector and a, a different thing. But I'm just super happy to see the guy crossover, not just in film, but in real life. I mean, he was truly in prison. Like that was his life. Substance using, just kind of running the streets, not having really good role models, not being a good role model, all of that. And now he's doing all this stuff he's got the tacos he's got the donuts i i just mad props to danny trejo i hope he continues to take over the world i love that he brings because you can you can um put out a casting net and get people who might look the type but he brings an authenticity to those 
stereotyped roles because he's been there. Absolutely. And he can he can be like, no, legit, this is the way that it was done or that I would have acted in this particular situation. And so he brings that authenticity that's not mm-hmm. some bullshit. You know, no offense to the dude who played Miklo, but it's not... <laughs> It's not like Karnal. Yes. <laughs> he would actually well, and if you are. If you listen to interviews that he's in, it, the way he speaks is just, it's like listening to your tío at the barbecue. I mean, he just, he has not, he's crossed over in many ways, but he hasn't left who he is. And I greatly appreciate that. I used to do <clears throat> a while back on, on the Book of Faces, I used to do Trejo Thursday, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> like a Trejo meme. <laughs> <laughs> a meme a meme <laughs> have you ever tried to explain what a meme was to your mom my mom is so she tries really hard with the technology <laughs> but it is tough it is tough we she kept telling us she wanted this new computer for a while and so my husband found found the name of a computer that he thought would be you know good for her and they had just been having the conversation and so he texts her like hey uh that tablet that you were talking about this is what it's called i think it would be good for you and she's like mijo what remind me what that pill is for again (laughs) like not that kind of tablet mom no (laughs) no (laughs) i love your mom Oh, she tries really hard. She does try. Um, but oh, she likes memes. She laughs. She she thinks it's funny, but she doesn't know how to like, she's not going to get it and resend it to people or uh, that's not happening. When they figure it out, it's hilarious when they figure out how to resend those things. But I need to get back on that and do my Trejo Thursday. Agreed. <clears throat> so that way we can spread the Trejo love. Well, Pocha Podcast can do Trejo Thursdays. We can share the love. Absolutely. And one of the, okay, so when I, because of course I follow Trejo Donas on Instagram and you know, I love baseball and it loves me some Dodgers Mm. and they have the Dodgers Donas. Doyers. Donas. Donas. (laughs) And one of our, uh, one of our um, coworkers went to LA just for shits and giggles and I really did <laughs> try to reach out to her to be like, bring can me. you bring some back? And she was like, no. Well, no, she wasn't like, no. She was just thinking logistics. Like, she didn't have a car out there. So it was, you know, you'd have mm. to Uber whatever your way around. Fine. Um, and then bringing them back on the plane. Well, because we don't even live in the same city as she we does. Don't. She lives in Albuquerque. We so. live here in Cruces. And then, and then she said, well, I would have to take him to Albuquerque. And I'm like, three hours is not a bad drive for me to get donuts. I assure you. Compared to 17 hour drive. So since I didn't get him, I, I um, gave like crying eyes to my partner who she, she's never done donuts, but she does like an amazing job with cupcakes. And I gave her like, you know, pucheras and, and please, will you make some donuts for me that say doyers? Wow. And she said, no. <laughs> I think it was like, um, no. No. I mean, she probably would if I really like, please, please, please. But yeah, someone needs to ship us and I would eat them stale. And that's totally fine because you can nuke them for like 20 seconds mm-hmm. and have Danny happiness in your tummy. Yeah. And that's our KI de nuevo because Danny is all things amazing. Yeah. It's happening. So if you're not following him on Instagram, you can you follow should. Trejos Tacos. You can follow Trejos Donas. And well, you I need to follow the beer. I don't know if the beer has its own site. We, we'll check it out. If it has its own following. We need to do some beer testing. 
Oh, that sounds like a new episode, Kat. I know. I hope that everyone goes out and has a fabulous pride if that is something you celebrate or has a fabulous pride at home with your loved ones and just appreciates for a minute that we are in a place where our fabulous favorite gays don't have to be invisible. Yes. You had to think about that really hard. (laughs) You covered all the things. Oh, (laughs) Have a fabulous pride. The gays love you back. If you're not gay... You can still stay. (laughs) (laughs) This has been episodio, episodio, portfolio, tres. No. (laughs) Episode three. Episode three. Listening to Pocha Podcast. I'm Kat. And I'm Charlene.